So after after that, you graduate first job. You graduate college. Graduated. First job out, Pepsi, making how much? Fifty five thousand a year. You're lit. To everybody, my family and friends, hundred percent. I'm the man. You're the golden I'm, child. I'm the man. But to me, I'm like, nah. I'm worth fifty five million. That's mm. all I had in my mind. Right, so this is just a stepping stone. Yeah. And what'd you learn from Pepsi? A lot. I learned systems. I learned um, marketing strategies, right? So just understanding that even down to the shape of the bottle, the color of the bottle is a certain purpose, certain reason why they shape it that way. Every um, market. So if I'm going into this area, this zip code, and it's, it's crazy, but I would sell Hawaiian Punch, crushed orange soda. Like they would sell that in this zip code because this is what people buy, unfortunately. I go to the more affluent area, seltzer water, it's, it's life water, is mm. Gatorade. So just understanding the target audience, what products you sell, um, distribution. It's another thing, right? So distribution, when we would come out with a new product, so Gatorade would come out with a new product, we would have to have 100% distribution in every single store in the first two weeks. It was like mandatory. If you didn't do it, you got written up. This new product, this innovation has to be in every store in two weeks. Excuse me. And then the whole concept was you got to give your product the best chance to win. So when I think about my business, if I'm selling a product or I have a service, I need to have 100% distribution. I need to be on every podcast. I need to be on every TikTok, YouTube. I need to be speaking everywhere because it's distribution. You got to give your product or service the best chance to win. So like those yeah, are the key concepts that I took from from working. Dang, that's crazy. That's why, yo, bro, I learned so much from my job. And people yeah. start talking about, yo, you don't need a job. There's so much you can learn. Yeah. Yo, I'm interested in, like, you said Pepsi, right? Pepsi. In the Pepsi model. So what does 100% distribution mean? There's a certain number that has to go into the stores? So we have a, a area that we are responsible for. So mm -hmm. as a sales rep, this is my route. I may have 200 stores in my route. So out of the 200 stores in my route, every single store needs to have this new product in there within two weeks. That's 100% distribution for what my area, what I cover. Gotcha. So you have to sell them on getting this new product there. Yep. I have to go in and, hey, this is the new Gatorade. Um, you know, it's low on sugar. This is why you should have it. I will have my facts. So they'll, they'll give me a little cheat sheet and I will have all of the different data points about the product going into the store and why you should buy this because this is what the customers are going to like. Did you have any pushback on, like, what is the hardest thing about selling the product or do the, all of them just take it? No, because they, they're, they're buying it. They're spending money. These small mom and pop bodegas, right? I was in Pennsylvania at the time when I was working. You had these small little bodegas, right? They limited. They got little bit of cash, little bit of checks, and they just week to week. They don't have money to just be buying every product you bring in. They want to buy what they know sells. They know the customers coming in to get crushed and already in Hawaiian Punch. That's what they want to buy. They don't want to, this new Gatorade, right, get that out of here, right? So now I really got to go in there and sell and say, hey, try three crate, three cases and I'll give you one free. Do, mm. you know, let's come up with different strategies. Let's try to put it in front of the store. Let's put it at the middle shelf. So when somebody goes to the cooler and open up, it's the first thing they see versus being at the bottom. So it's just different things that so we So you got to sell. I got you. You got to sell the placement. You got to sell. Dang, on it. Yeah. It, it, but I loved it because it was sales and it helped me be a salesman in my business. Right. But it doesn't mean you have to sell. You have to close 100% of the clients. You just have to sell 100% of the inventory that you have. Correct. Yeah. Got it. So there's certain. Dang. All right. So Pepsi know that we on MLK Boulevard. Like crush in Hawaii. Yeah, they got the data. They, they got all the software. They got the data. They, they know they who's the buying what, how much you buying, how much you drinking. They know all of that. And then we go in there. And so. And when'd you leave? 
I left in 2020, 2020. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. 2020. So this is, oh, so like you're building, you're building your portfolio up. You got 40 doors as in a, as a real estate investor. And you got your job, yep. which is lit, and you decide to leave. Why? Because I always knew I wanted to leave. I always wanted to be my own boss. I didn't want nobody to tell me when I could go to the bathroom, when I could get days off, right? My dad, he, so growing up, my dad, he was a correction officer, so he worked 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And like, I love my dad, but he wasn't home. Yeah. 
My mom, she passed away when I was 12. My grandmother passed away when I was 14. So it was just me and my brothers and my dad. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, we, you know, I, di- I didn't like that. So my dad would always tell me, like, yo, never settle for a job. You know, a job stands for just over broke. Just use it as an opportunity because, you know, you paycheck the paycheck. One paycheck, you done. Somebody can control your whole lifestyle. So I always had it in my mind growing up. I want more. This is just a stepping stone for me. So yeah. when I got to the point where I had 40 doors, I was bringing around $7,000 a month. I said, okay, I can leave my job. As soon as I left my job, COVID happened. And then now tenants not paying. Man. And now I'm strapped. I'm like, oh, man, this is crazy. I just left my job, thought I was good. Tell me what's going on emotionally, though. Stressed. I'm like, it's uncertainty. Nervous. But then at the same time, it's like, I, I got to get it done. So it's like, you know, I have to get it done. And that's when I have to pivot. And I start selling some properties. And then it got into the self-storage business. So everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know, they, I always say, you never know how strong you are. And to be as strong is your only option. Yeah. Like when I got arrested in college and they was about to expel me, it was no way I could, I didn't even tell my dad. I'm like, I couldn't tell him. I'm like, yo, I can't go back Does home. Does he know now? He know now. Oh, okay. He know now, but yeah, so it's just, it, it was a lot that I was that was going through, but it helped me get to the point that I'm at today. Ooh, you leave your job. Yep. And then COVID hits. Mm-hmm. So you must have left like early 2020. It was around January, January, February. January 2020, like This was before yep. Like, we was hearing rumblings about it, but March is when it got crazy. Oh, 100%. So I was supposed to do an event, uh, a conference, right? This big uh, place. This one guy for production paid him maybe $15,000, and he just not giving me my money back. And it was just... Because you you think it's happening, but it's like, ah, I'm still going to be able to do this live event. Georgia said you can't do events. They just shut it down, right? Mm. So, like, that was... It was so... It was a shock because we don't know what's going to happen. But I can imagine from your perspective, you got the secure job. You finally muster up the courage to say, I'm out. Did you ever, did you call them and say, yo, <laughs> I was just playing my bad. <laughs> I was tripping. I was going through some mental health issues. Can I get my job back? Negative. I was not doing that. I had too much pride. <laughs> I feel like I had something to prove. I left. I got something to prove to y'all. Yeah. That's just how, how I was operating. So that seven grand a month goes down to what? I was at. 2,500 a month. Is this profit? Profit. I'm still making money, but I'm not making the money that I was making. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we pivot. It, is, is that the driver to... Obviously, you sell some of your property, so you got a bunch of cash, right? right. But the the storage unit, were you looking for something else at that point? No, or just I, that situation? It's just that that situation happened. I realized it. I jumped into it. And then the rest was from there. Gotcha. I wasn't looking for anything else. I was just trying to figure out how to at least get cash so I could maneuver through this real estate market mm-hmm. at the time because I understand it's, it's peaks and valleys. So I just got to weather the storm. You know, yeah. I wasn't planning on getting into the self-storage business. It just happened. You recommend entrepreneurship? Hell yeah. Why? Because um, it just helps you become the best person that you could be. It just really challenges you. And I feel like if you want the most out of life, you know, you got to challenge yourself. Most of us are complacent. You know, and you you can still work a job, but still have some type of ownership. You know, I did yeah. both. So I always say, yes, I, I would recommend entrepreneurship. Now, for most people, it may not be, you know, fit. they may not be cut out for it. Yeah. Because you got to be willing to go broke 
you got to be willing to lose. You got to be willing to be stressed. So, but ultimately, yeah, it, it, it challenges you to be the best person. So I would recommend it to everybody. In Colorado, you can legally gamble in Blackhawk, Central City, Cripple Creek, and licensed online sports betting. Protect our communities. Learn more at playlegitco.com. A message from the Colorado Division of Gaming. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.